Welcome to the How to Write and Self-Publish Your Travel Book Show. This podcast brings you the most up-to-date and relevant advice, tips, and strategies to get your travel book in front of a global audience. And here's your host, travel writer and digital nomad, Jay Artali. Hello, and thanks for joining me for the second edition of my A to Z travel writing tip series. So each of these episodes cycles through a different letter and provides a concise overview of some prompts from A to Z that'll help you give your travel writing the TLC it needs. And there's four B's that we're going to look at today. Beginning, bounce, books and blog. The first B we're going to look at is B for beginning. You've got about 30 or 40 words maximum to hook your readers If they can't connect with those first few sentences or your first paragraph bores them, they may skip further down your content or they may click off your website or turn away from your content altogether. You've got one shot to grab your reader's attention. So the beginning, aka your opening or lead, needs to have the strength to pull them into the rest of your content. One of the biggest mistakes is to begin like an advertorial. Instead, you've got many different content styles and approaches you can use to begin your content. So I've got a list of five here that I'm going to go through. Number one is start with an anecdote. Now an anecdote is a short and concise story that acts as an example to the theme or angle in your article or chapter that you're writing. Number two is start with a quote. So choose a piece of dialogue from a conversation or interview that you took place during your trip. And you can push the reader directly into the heart of your action. Number three, start with your action. So identify what's vital to your story and convey that action right at the beginning and use the rest of your piece to add context around that action. Number four, start with a question. So phrase a question or a dilemma or problem that you spend the rest of the article dancing around and then provide the answer or the solution at the end of your article or chapter so that there's a cohesiveness around your content. Your writing will take your reader on a journey and by the end of your content, they'll have their question answered. And number five, start with a sense. So your sense of taste, smell, sight, hearing and touch. Memory is a really strong connector, and when you create a shared memory for your reader, they're more likely to stick around to read the rest of your content. Use one of your senses to recount an event or experience from your travels, but make it have enough generic elements that your reader internalizes your description and applies it to a memory of an experience that they've had. The second B we're going to look at is B for bounce. When you read your travel writing, does it bounce along with an enthusiastic tempo or does it get dragged down by inappropriate or empty adjectives and adverbs? Does it lack pace? Is one of your darlings distracting them? So in writing, your darlings are words, phrases, sentences, paragraphs and even chapters that you become really attached to and you lose all objectivity about whether they're good or bad for your audience and whether they add benefit to your article. You don't care if those darlings mislead or confuse your readers. You love them to death, so you're going to keep them in your writing. Unfortunately, these darlings can get in the way of your readers' understanding 
or stop them being able to connect with your writing. They can even cloud your point of view. So in order to keep your travel writing bouncing along, you need to make sure that there are no diversions or irrelevant sections in your content. And in some cases, you'll need to sacrifice your darlings to keep your readers on track. You've got to be tough and get your editors head on. If your darlings don't add value to your readers, you have to kill them. Well, from this version of your content at least, you can always include them in another travel writing piece where they're more apt and applicable. Our third B is B for books. Now, you can't become a good writer without being an avid reader. So buy books, rent books, borrow books from friends or go to the local library. Writing is a skill and with practice and patience, you can become a prolific and proficient writer. Yes, I know it's a lot easier to become a passable average travel writer, but there's enough of those around already. So strive for excellence, read books, learn from the best and continuously hone your skills. Nobody sells more travel guides and travel books than Lonely Planet. So if you're going to buy any travel writing book on the market, I'd recommend The Lonely Planet, How to Be a Travel Writer. The fourth B we're going to look at is B for blog. Now a travel writer without a blog is like a kid who's never played in a sandbox. Your blog is a useful platform for improvising and perfecting your writing style. And it also acts as a calling card if you're pitching travel companies and magazines, travel article ideas, or publishers your book concept if you don't want to go down the self-publishing route. If you don't have an online presence with examples of your writing, then what weight does your credibility have? I've lost count the number of guest article requests I've received from writers who don't have their own blog. If I can't see their writing style or quality, then there's no way I'm going to feature them as a guest on my blog. So obviously it's best to get your own custom URL and host your blog. But if you don't have the budget to launch a paid blog, then use one of the many free blog hosting companies out there. I recommend using WordPress. It's excellent for the novice and flexible enough for a writer who wants to create a unique looking website. There's obviously a lot more to be said on the topic of blogs, but this is just a reminder to add it to your to-do list if you haven't done it already. It's only a short episode today and I was going to carry on and cover the letter C, but that's a meaty letter and includes cliches, conversational cadence and cycle back to the beginning at the end. If I present too many of these A to Z letter writing prompts in one episode, then I think you're going to be overwhelmed and you're not going to know what to focus on. So I'm going to cut this episode short and just focus on these four B's because even if you only choose one to work on, whether it's you haven't got a blog and you need to set up your blog, whether you need to buy some travel writing books or read books about travel writing or examples of travel writing or whether you need to really strengthen the beginning of your travel writing articles or the beginning of your chapters if you're writing a book or you feel like your travel writing doesn't have the bounce it needs then this group of four is more than enough to work on without having to worry about any other task. So I'd recommend choosing the B's you need to work on in priority order and then complete these activities or master these travel writing tips before you move on to one of the other letters. 
You've been listening to How to Write and Self-Publish Your Travel Book Show, hosted by travel writer Jay Artale. Visit us at www.birdsofafeatherpress.com.